Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey guys. Welcome back to Forward Farming. We have another not so special guest joining us tonight. Got a oh. got Dan here. That's kind of rude. <laughs> and you have Bear too. And Bear is him. here. He um he needs extra babysitting tonight. So he is down. He's down in the recording room with us. How's so if you he? hear if you he hear us yelling, I'm sorry for your ears. How's he doing with his uh, manlyhood loss? He's doing okay. He's licking a I'm, lot. I'm finally the dominant one in the house again. Uh, say what you said before. I, I don't remember. He finally has the biggest pair of balls in the house again. <laughs> <laughs> Literal, not metaphorical. All right, I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> so is that your high for the week, Dan? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Got the balls of the house I mean, back. how do you top that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> well, this is going to get worse before it gets better, is it? <laughs> it's possible. So, Amber, what is your high of the week? Uh, my high, we had cranberry school this week, and that's always kind of fun. Um, this year it was virtual, so every year we have this two-day thing and like all the cranberry growers in the state of Wisconsin get together and um, we have researchers from UW-Madison that do a bunch of different studies for us throughout the year and then they kind of get together this time of year and then they just talk about what they found um, through their studies. So there's a lot of cool new research going on um, and they just kind of dumb it down for the growers to understand and just kind of like it helps us become better stewards of the land and um, how to grow our crop better. So that's always fun, I guess. Do they like test out different varieties and stuff or is it more so like just a growing process? Um, kind of, they do. Uh, it's, it's really more, it's pretty complex. There's some really cool studies going on right mm -hmm. now. Like um, they're my favorite. <gasps> oh, okay. There's bear. <laughs> good, good evening. <laughs> Nobody's here, but <laughs> um, one of the studies that they're doing right now is they're testing the use of native nematodes for <laughs> an insecticide uh, use. Toad? It's like a little. What is that? It's like a little worm uh, that will eat oh, bugs. Okay. So they're native to Wisconsin, cool. and they're trying to use those instead of um, insecticides. So you would apply them. Um, you'd grow them yourself on your marsh and then apply them like a normal insecticide and then you just kind of let them chill and then they eat all of your bugs. So that's kind of that's a cool awesome. study that they're doing now. So we got to hear a little bit more about that. So it's fun. Cool. Yeah, I guess always trying to find more natural, I'm doing air quotations people, yes. but you know, remedies for things is good. It makes consumers feel better about what they're eating and stuff like that so right yeah very cool how about you what was your high my high i really need to start writing these things down uh, i was 
pretty productive today and I'm paying for it now because I'm exhausted, but I got all that done at work and then I got some laundry put away and then the kids just, uh, they were like good and then they just hit a wall and then they were like both taking turns crying and it was great, but, but other than that, it was productive. <laughs> good. How about a, how about a low? Oofed up. I think my low had to have been driving to work Tuesday morning. It was a doozy. How much snow did <laughs> you guys get this week? So, like, on one of the Facebook weather pages, it said that Plavo got nine inches. It was so hard to tell because, like, it drifted so bad. But, I mean, I believe, I believe it. Like, there was a lot of snow. And we, so it started late Monday night, uh, and then I had to... Tuesday morning so then I have to leave my house at like three so the plows had been out once not recently but I could tell they had been out um, but like the drifts were just they were terrible if I did not have a truck I would have not made it but there was one point I was driving and all of a sudden I mean you couldn't see the road because it was blowing so bad and all of a sudden I see this car just like it's just sitting in the middle of the road it buried itself they had no lights on. It was white. It was just sitting there. I don't Jesus. think anyone was in, but I wasn't about to start or to stop because I've seen enough criminal minds. I wasn't. Nope. So I just had to like plow through all these drifts and hope that I made it through. And then of course a car or a truck was coming at me and I like thought I went back in my lane, but I was not. So then we passed each other on the opposite side of the road and he's like honking at me. I'm like, bro, I don't know where I am right now. Welcome to Wisconsin. And I was like within the first five minutes of my, my driving. So I was like, this is great, but I really didn't want to turn around because well, the cows wouldn't have cared. And I needed, uh, I needed to not go past, past that car again. So yeah, I made her, but good. it was not fun. Was it better in the afternoon when you went home or mid morning? Yeah. Whenever? Yeah. I went home like early afternoon and by then the plows had been out and stuff, but yeah, pleasures of driving to work. <laughs> what about you guys? What are your lows? We're going in the same order. It's your turn. Um, my low, <laughs> poor little bear. He got neutered. If you guys didn't know, he got neutered this week. Yeah, for reference, that's why I again have the biggest balls in the, in the house. <laughs> yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing <laughs> else happened. Um, but we Dan dropped him off that morning, and then. We could go pick him up at four o'clock and the nurse came out and she's like, well, he's a handful. Like, oh yeah, we know. And then the poor little guy, he came out and he was so drugged up. I rode in the backseat of the, my truck with him the whole way home. It's like a 45 minute ride home. And he was just like sitting there like with his head bobbing and he's like falling asleep, sitting up and his mouth was so dry from the anesthesia he was just like just licking his mouth the whole way and poor little dude but he's doing okay he only wears his cone at night and when we're at work so he's down here with us tonight uh, so we can keep an eye on him and keep him from licking his wounds but he's doing good he doesn't hate the cone I don't think too much he likes getting it put on anyway which is funny. And he runs into a lot of things. Yeah, it's weird. He doesn't, I don't think he likes being in it, but he likes getting it put on. He's a weird dog. 
He's got a personality. Yeah. So he, we're supposed to keep him calm for 10 days. That lasted the rest of the day. And then the next day he was bouncing off the walls again. So he's fine. But um, yeah. Oh. How about you, Dan? My low. Um, I don't know. We're starting our sanding process kind of tomorrow. We've got snow on the beds, but we probably got three to four inches on Saturday night of snow. So then we have it, what it's probably eight tires that are stacked together that we pull behind a tractor to flatten out the snow on the beds and in hopes that it freezes and gives us a couple more inches of ice. And we're starting doing that tomorrow. I've never done that before. I was told this afternoon that we're do I'm doing that tomorrow. And not to F it up. Yes. That's, that's a classic my dad line. Yeah. To I get Dan. that weekly. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I mean there's still ditches in the bed. There's no water, but tractor tires are very narrow. And if you put them in the ditch there, you're kind of in trouble. So just a little bit of nerves tomorrow. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be fine. But when so you do there, a new thing, it's. Yeah. Is there a layer of ice on the beds right now? Yeah, we got about eight to nine inches on the beds right now. And so ideally that, you have 12 to 14 to sand. So. Oh, uh, okay. So is that like solid ice? Like you drive in, it isn't going to break the ice? <laughs> we just finished putting new tires on most of our trucks so we normally until this year we only had what two trucks that had big wide tires so for the most part they were like the normal dump truck tires you see where there's two in the front and eight in the back you know so it's dual axle in the back but we got new tires this year for specifically for amber's truck because um, she breaks the ice a lot because i f things up <laughs> so they're <laughs> To replace the so eight tires in the back. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> for sanding, yeah. I guess we should explain. So in the winter time, when it gets really cold, um, we flood up all of the beds, like with a harvest level flood. And then we wait for that water to freeze up. And then after like seven to 10 days, we pull all the extra water off and that ice will settle on top of the vines. And usually after we flood the first time, we get like usually like five or six inches of ice. And then that ice will just protect the vines throughout the winter. So it'll help them from freezing the buds off um, for the spring and stuff like that. So it's important that we do this flood, not only for sanding, but for the vine protection as well. And then when we do sand, we load up our dump trucks full of sand because cranberries grow in sand and we drive a loaded dump truck out onto the ice. And then we'll spread that sand like a quarter inch deep. I'm it gets told like a, quarter a, inch. a light half to a heavy half, which okay. is very exact <laughs> so they get like a half inch of ice or sand on top of the ice so in the spring when the ice melts um that sand will kind of push down on the vines and create new growth um so then you get like thicker healthier vines so that's what sanding is yeah and i'm guessing the snow probably helps insulate the vines a lot too yeah um when we usually flood like two or three times so we get like 14 inches of ice um and then we, when we do get snow, we'll roll it like Dan's talking about. So then that makes it flatter. And then that kind of acts as like makeshift ice. And then that way, when we do flood again, it's a lot easier um, for that water to soak up that packed snow than like a bunch of light fluffy snow. And that'll make a more solid ice um, because if there's too much snow, it'll create air pockets and it's not as mm. sturdy, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
So I know a lot about ice out here. Yeah. Are you guys getting snow this weekend? Uh, It might not be. Um, I think so. Saturday. They don't know. It changes hourly. Some days, sometimes we're getting... uh, What are you chewing on, bud? (laughs) Sometimes we'll get eight inches on Saturday. Sometimes we might not get snow on Saturday. So we'll find out on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. We're supposed to get some Sunday, I think. I think uh, we have a chance for both days. I'm just glad I don't oh, work this weekend because I don't want to drive in the snow again. Yeah, I'm, that's scary. Being from Wisconsin, like I'm used to it, but I hate driving in the snow, mm-hmm. especially when it's dark out. So right now we're supposed to get snow Saturday night. Well, do you have any goals? Amber, do you have any goals? Um, <laughs> um Dan, you got any goals? <laughs> yeah. Um this Not will come out on t- tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that um the sanding part is more important that I don't mess up because I'm on I'm the one that decides the depth of the sand when we're spreading it. I attach to the back of the dump trucks. I've got a little lever that opens a door for how much sand comes out. And when the ice melts in the spring, if I did too much sand, then everybody hates me because we got to walk in the beds with little metal yard rakes and brush out the sand. Everybody really hates me. Sucks. But my goal, aside from that, is this will come out Tuesday. So we'll have already gone to dinner with your mom on Saturday night for her birthday. We're going to some swanky French place in La Crosse. And my goal is to not mess up when I order a French because that's one of the most embarrassing things in the world to me when you try and like you're at a mexican restaurant and i'll have the chimichangas you know i just Um, point to what i want yeah it's like um i'm sorry i don't know what this is but can i have this (laughs) it's usually my go-to so i've looked at the menu once already to try and because i you know i took two whole years of french 10 12 years ago in high school so i'm pretty fluent um yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I don't want to mess up the menu. Stop eating rocks, dog. I would like the escargot, please. <laughs> you do not <laughs> want favor. That's Spanish. Ugh. See, now you're mixing up languages. Yeah, my goal is not to puke after that. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever been to like a French restaurant. I have. I haven't. No. It's I like in this. To... It's in like this old like castle type mansion in lacrosse there's a couple of like really big fancy like castles like legit castles <laughs> they're huge <laughs> they're on cast street oddly enough yeah um, so i it's supposed to be like the super bougie ass place so we'll see and we're gonna fit right in we are gonna... <laughs> can i get a bush light please <laughs> you can put it in a glass if you want to make it look fancy actually you might have called it a bush latte yeah then there. i probably should call it a bush latte yeah <laughs> they probably don't have it there no god no well, do french have beer do they drink beer i don't know i don't know oh i don't know what they drink probably wine We'll report back. They drink wee wee. Wee uh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Uh, that might really be the low I point. Goal. Can only go up from here then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a goal for the week. Yeah, can I just take care of some last week and just survive? Oh, yeah, that's always my goal. That's a good goal. 
pretty well, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's put you in the hot seat. You ready to get your buns toasted? I it's guess we, you didn't you didn't explain why Dan is here. Because you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for gas. Yeah, we're running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> this is a last ditch effort today. Yeah. It's even worse. Joey's not here even. So this is the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't afford Joey. We yeah. could just afford Dan. <laughs> it's an honor. Um, but anytime that I put up a questionnaire, like, oh, ask me questions or ask Dan questions, I always get a couple of people that ask me what it was like for Dan to come into um, my family and start working on my family farm without him having any prior ag background. I've planted a lot of food pots. In my and day. that's always a good question because I think that would be super intimidating if the roles are reversed. So I wanted to hear Dan's side of things because I know he's very intimidated by my parents or he was maybe not as much now. So if you're listening, Scott and Shelly, you scare the shit out of me still. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I'd ask the people some questions and we got some good questions. We did. An example of Scott scaring the shit out of me. This, this might, I'm sorry, listeners, this might break your 45 minute recommendation for his length. Um, I'm good at tangents. Uh, <laughs> but the other day we were trying to bring a dump truck into the shop and it had just fit into the shop the day prior. Little did I know, because it's our water truck, so it's got a 500-gallon water tank on the back of it, and it was it had like 200 gallons in it the day before, and it fit right in, right into the garage door the day before. We had emptied it before I brought it into the garage the next day, so there was 200 less gallons of water in it, so it was a little bit higher. So there's a nice big dent in the top of the garage door that I tried to pull it into the other day. I said to one of our coworkers, I was more afraid to tell Scott I was more nervous to tell Scott about that accident than I was to ask them if I could marry Amber. So that's <laughs> and that's, they almost told him no when he asked yes. them to marry. The first question, the first thing out of their mouths when I finished my spiel was, "Well, I was like, oh, this is gonna go great. I'm just gonna." <laughs> it was on my birthday too. It was, and I'd just been in the ER. Anyway, stitches. that's a story for a different day. So that's why they had to say yes. They felt bad. They felt <laughs> no, they just laughed at me because I put a broadhead through my hand. Oh. <laughs> through my finger oh. it was my hand so speaking of dumb things that you do we have multiple <laughs> questions joining a family farm <laughs> multiple people want to know why are you a bears fan and when will you admit the packers are better than the bears <laughs> second question never becca's even wearing a chicago sweatshirt today those of you what? That- Oh, wait, I am. Well, this this backfired. (laughs) I got this at the Chicago airport. It was like, is there more than one Chicago airport? There's two. O'Hare. Okay. Okay. So I, I had gone to DC for a conference and it was like nice and warm there. And then when I was coming back, I forgot to take a jacket out. So I like got back into Chicago and I was freezing my ass off. So then I had to go get a sweatshirt. It was like a $40 sweatshirt, but it's super comfortable. So worth it. Only the best. But it's not Chicago. a bear's sweatshirt. Uh, it could and be it's, a it's Cubs green. sweatshirt. It could be. Yeah, it's green and blue. <laughs> <laughs> like the color of the water in Chicago. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to. Anyway, so why I... am I a bear's fan? <laughs> yeah. Um, Growing up, my mother was a diehard Packers fan. Like, 
and I say that we had a room in our house painted green and gold. I'm not joking. Um, it was painted green and gold and it had every commemorative Wheaties box that was ever had the Packers on it hanging up on the walls. And it was nasty. It looked like a TGI Fridays down there. <laughs> and my old man is from the Chicago area. So I don't know at a young age, I don't know if he bribed me or what. Um, but my brother's a Packers fan. I'm a Bears fan. So I went with my dad's way and my brother went to be a Packers fan. I picked the wrong side, but <laughs> as far as winning goes, but I mean, he knows he chose poorly. No, I, I mean, it's, it's part of my personality. Now I wouldn't have been in that cool Charlie Barron's video if I wasn't a Packers or a Bears fan. That's the only reason I was in it. So they could make fun of me, but that's that's true. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. The people <laughs> so, at the gas station recognize me now all the time. <laughs> do you, do you root for the Packers? Absolutely. Just like, I okay. was pretty happy on Sunday. <laughs> I, it was what I was biting my cheek a lot. Uh, <laughs> Amber left the room and I could smile. Um, they really it, messed that one up, but that's for another day. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I never root for the Packers. No, absolutely not. Um, they're just, yeah, no. Anyway. <laughs> okay. What was your reaction when you found out I came from a farm background? I don't know. It, I didn't know. I don't know if I really had a reaction. Um, I come from the booming metropolitan of Onalaska. We Wisconsin. don't talk about where we're from. But that's not where we're at now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, so I there's a couple of farming communities around on Alaska, you know, like West Salem and Holman. Um, but you know, uh, Mod Farm Chick, <laughs> she knows that area. Their farm's up in that neck of the woods. So um, I'm sure so, Tom's listening right now. So Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you get him on here? You guys can afford a bottle of Crown. <laughs> but um, so I didn't really have much of an agriculture background or know anything about the ins and outs of it, aside from driving past a couple of John Deere dealerships in West Salem on my way to go deer hunting. Um, but my reaction was like, holy crap, this is a lot. There's a lot of work. And then you learn more and more every single day about what goes into it. Um, the first time I saw our shed or our, our big shed, as we call it, um, with all of our equipment in it, I was like, holy crap. And now I realize this winter how much oil we use. <laughs> we just emptied our oil drums yesterday and it was 170 gallons that we used this winter. For just changing oil on our machinery so that's it's a big undertaking and i quickly realized that's what it was but an initial reaction that wasn't there because i didn't quite get the full grasp of it right away okay so playing off of that what were your first thoughts when you came to the marsh like the first time we came out here like visited or the first time i like my first day i brown bagged it and came to work Let's go with the first time that you like went out and visited it. Cause obviously at that point you, you knew what Amber had probably told you, but mm -hmm. obviously it wasn't, you know, what was your first reaction? You never seen a cranberry marsh up until this point. Right. Aside from, like, Aside driving, from on driving on the highway. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first time we came out here was, I don't know. I probably, my initial thought was like, how the hell do I get home from here? Because <laughs> we're, we're out here in the boonies. Um, but yeah, just a, how expansive it is. You know, if you're looking at it from a bird's eye view, it looks like a, right now it looks like a hundred and, oh, I just forgot, 127 
ice skating rinks. Um, but <laughs> during the summer, you know, it from a bird's eye view, if you're flying over in a plane, it looks like a bunch of squares of grass. But the more you, again, the more you get into it, the more detail there is, you know. So, <clears throat> excuse me, my first initial thought. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Just blow your drums out. <laughs> I tried to turn away from the microphone. Um, but yeah, my first initial thought was how much land there is and how much goes into making it what it looks like in the, you know, in the fall or during harvest. Are you looking at pictures of the cat? Am I boring you that much? I scrolled the wrong way. <laughs> um, what was the hardest adjustment when you started working out here hmm. okay so what did you do before you started working out here okay so i was a jack of all trades master of none i did sales i did recruiting i did public relations um but most recently before here i was a bow technician at an archery shop um so i was used to dealing with people constantly um, and people that were mad at me. So I kind of had that down. Um, but you know, the customer service was what I had done. You know, I was on the phone with people. I was face to face with people. Now I'm, I see the same six people seven days a week. Um, so that was, was it the biggest adjustment? Was that what it was? <laughs> yeah. I, I ramble like a son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what's <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest adjustment was just not being around people, you know, and because that's something that I kind of find fuel with is, you know, talking to people that kind of refills my tank is talking to people and being around people. So I talk to the dog a lot now. Um, yeah, from, I'm going to interrupt you because please from, do. I'm rambling. From my point of view, the hardest thing, like I grew up here, I grew up not being around people. Like I'm just used to having my family as entertainment. Like I'm used to this being secluded and stuff. Um, Cause we are like five miles from the nearest village of 300 people. And then the next town is 30,000. I don't think it's that big. No. Okay. Well, we're from <laughs> absolutely like we're, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like there's nothing to do out here. So I'm used to it, but Dan isn't. I think that was the hardest thing for him is to get used to like relying on himself for entertainment or just me. <laughs> Which she sleeps a lot. Yeah, and I sleep a lot anyway. <laughs> so he's got to entertain himself. So I think that was probably the hardest adjustment you had to make was realizing yeah. that and like the this the farm schedule. I never had a problem waking up. No, but just like having to cancel plans if oh, something came up out here yeah. or something or like not being able to commit to anything really in the summer because you don't know what that weekend is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And that's all the fun that comes with the territory. So my parents don't listen to this. So this is a safe place. How do you feel? Are we sure? <laughs> about working so close with my family? Working isn't, I don't think there's really an issue. I was going to touch on that in the last question. Uh, I come from a family that aside from Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving, we really didn't see each other. Um, not that we didn't like each other. Um, that might be different now. I don't know, but um, we really didn't see each other at all. And 
talk to each other and you know you'd see him you'd call him every once in a while i'd go mow my grandpa's lawn but aside from that it was i'll see you at christmas now it's don't open the blinds you know don't don't walk out of the bathroom without a towel on because grandma's across the street you know and mother and father-in-law are across the backyard which is fine because it's nice that if we need to go somewhere and the dog needs to get let out you know the the neighbor lady is amber's grandma and she can you know she can let out bear if you know something's up at the house or you don't have to go talk to a stranger to get some sugar when you're cooking you know and go steal it from amber's parents garage or you know that kind of stuff so the working with the family isn't really doesn't bother me at all because the dynamic is great you know you we all separate work and family pretty well at least from my point of view um the biggest change for me was not that i don't like it scott and shelly um was being around family constantly all the time constantly <laughs> do you guys like see each other a lot outside of like working hours like so you know in the winter when you're a little bit slower do you still see them a lot, a do lot. You do a lot we together? were at dinner at amber's yeah. parents last night <laughs> yeah like my grandma she's getting ready to go down to florida for... can i come with right <laughs> so my mom texted me that afternoon she's like oh you're coming over for roast tonight with your grandma it's like oh okay it was good i didn't yeah. have to cook which is cool you can't really be like oh i have plans tonight because yeah because they can <laughs> literally see they can you see if we're leaving <laughs> yeah um uh so speaking of that how do you separate family marriage and work slash cranberries you don't <laughs> you, you don't um, it's such a, it's the cranberry growing community is so rooted, pardon the pun, in um, families, you know, like Amber is the fifth generation on this march itself. Um, during our meetings today, they said that our next, yet next year's meeting is going to be held at a march that's celebrating their 150th year. And that's all in one family. So, you know, that, that's looking at seven generations. Um, so you can't really separate family from work, from marriage. Um, it's all pretty intertwined. I mean, I'm an outsider here in terms of, you know, family, because we've got Amber, her dad, her mom, her cousin, her uncle, her brother, and me, we all work here. So um, it's, you can't get away from the family and it's not a bad thing at all. I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad thing. They're, they're a very good family to be a part of. Scott and Shelly, thank you. <laughs> they don't listen to the... You never know. <laughs> um, oh, this, this is one I, I am very much looking forward to. How do you deal with feeling like someone is always watching slash judging you? <laughs> um... <laughs> you can't <laughs> how did you deal with people judging you in high school you didn't you just you just deal with it yeah you just deal with it um if i really cared what people thought judging me i wouldn't have this much gray in my beard i'd shave it 
you know, I'd, I'd use that box of just for men gel that's been in the bathroom for two years. <laughs> I, it might be expired now. I probably wouldn't use is it. Is there an expiration on dye? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Check it out. So I have a question. Okay. I This kind of goes with some of the other questions that were asked, but I don't remember your exact timeline. Like when you guys were started dating, Amber, were you on the back of the marsh already? No. I was two years out from the marsh. Sure. A year and a half. So like before you guys got engaged and like talked about marriage and stuff, had you decided like that's where you were going to be? Yeah, I think I told him straight up like right away when we were dating. I said, this is my plan is to come back home and and take over the marsh one day. If you're not okay with that, then see ya like that. I kind of gave him an ultimatum really because like why waste my time if he didn't want to end up with me out there. So I think that was right around the time when I brought him out to the marsh to show him around. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, look at all these woods. I bet there's a lot of deer out here. And then I think he was like, that I could get used to this. That wasn't the deciding factor. It was a perk, but it wasn't the deciding factor. You don't have to lie to us. It's okay. Yeah. Like we know, we know the truth. We all know you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so then Dan... Did you, I mean, did you have any hesitation or did you not really expect that you'd be working out there full time or how did that work? Um, at first, once we moved out here, um, so we got married in 2019 and, oh, we had, been, before then we had lived in the area of our marsh. Um, <laughs> well, that's a good catch. <laughs> and uh, I still worked back in on Alaska at the time. So I was still driving back and forth. Um, it was kind of, I think it was, I don't know if it was assumed. I don't think that's the right word um, that I was going to be out here full-time eventually. Um, but I think everybody knew that I wanted to be. Um, and it just, nobody knew when was the big thing. Um, so when the opportunity came that I didn't have to drive an hour or so, plus or minus a half hour, you don't know how far we are from on Alaska. Um, to not have to do that every day for work. And literally we, if, you know, we, I walked here from our house to record the podcast tonight. So now we work where we live and that was something that I enjoyed or enjoy still. Um, but I forgot the question. <laughs> Were you like in, intimidated when she when she said, it. I don't even, is that what I asked? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> no, because it was, it was, because I was working um, a Tuesday through Saturday shift. So when I was at a warehouse in town, um, so I was out here for a f six months just on Mondays. So I kind of dipped my toes in, which was nice. And then finally, I asked Amber's parents, I said, well, when can I start, you know, full time? Is that going to be a thing? And Scott's Amber's dad let out a big sigh and said, well, I guess it's inevitable. Um, so, <laughs> so then became my full-time employment on the marsh. Yeah. And like, I, I was pretty open with my parents before, I think before I even got engaged, like my mom would ask like, you know, what is Dan thinking of doing? Like, does he want to work out here? And so I would, like, I had to, I had to let her know so we could kind of plan our futures out here and make room for him 
<laughs> we'd fire all the people just so that's not true it's not true <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we we were all just waiting for him to come out here so oh, okay <laughs> um someone wants to know um did our other employees treat you different since you were married to the owner's daughter? No. <laughs> and I think I, I, I don't think they do. <laughs> um, I, I've made it to like our, you know, Marsh manager. He's our, you know, our day-to-day -day operations kind of guy. Um, him and I have talked about it before where, you know, I said, you know, don't, treat me with kids gloves um that kind of stuff and we've, we're all pretty we all work well together anyway um so i feel like whether or not i was married to amber and i was working out here i think it i i'd like to think it'd be the same um yeah he gets yelled at as if he's not part of the family <laughs> which is always a good sign but it probably helps out that you kind of started slow so you know like they kind of knew you before you were on mm -hmm. full time and I think that was kind of a trial period too, because I came out and helped plant a couple of years before I was working out here, you know, two or three days at a time when I was living back home or it's not home anymore, living back, back West. Um, and I think, I don't know, I'm assuming they were, they weren't literally taking notes, but mentally taking notes like, oh, he can actually work. Um, and you know, he can pull his own weight around and that kind of stuff, I'm sure. Amber's mom asked her dad one day and like, Oh, how did Dan do? It was, and if I would have whined and complained, I'm sure they would have had a different viewpoint of bringing me on to help work on the marsh. I would assume. Um, a few more questions. Okay. These are the good ones. I saved the best ones for last. Uh -huh. so thank you, Cassie, for these <laughs> questions. What was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome as you became as you began farming slash learning to farm, how to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, learning everything. Um, I never, before being out here, I'd never driven a tractor. Um, you know how to drive stick. I did not. Um, I like to think I picked up driving a bulldozer pretty quickly. Um, I'm the bulldozer guy now. So yeah, that's on my business card, Dan Bristow, bulldozer guy. For that, um, my dad literally just like walked up to and through the manual and was like, read this, figure it yeah. out by Monday. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is it the biggest obstacle? Yeah. It was just the learning curve. You know, it's doing something you've literally never done before. It's not like switching department stores going from, you know, or switching grocery stores going from a festival foods to a high V. It's going from working on bows to being a farmer. So it was the learning curve was the biggest obstacle for sure. How does it feel to be the first gentleman of forward farming? Well, I think it's a tie between Joey and well, I. Yeah. So I mean, co-first gentleman. First gentleman's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's... It's an honor. It's an honor. There it is. Yep. You're welcome. I should have wrote your speech for you. <laughs> okay. And the last question that the people want to know, Cassie, this is a mean question. I'm excited it for the answer. 
There's a fire in your house and you can only save one. Who is it going to be, Bear or Winnie? So Choose I, wisely. Please think about this. So Can I just say that I feel like Winnie is smart enough. She could probably get out, but Bear would be like, Hey, Winnie, no, Winnie was no. would be the one that starts it. Yeah, she'd be the one. <laughs> see, she sits and chases like shiny things on the ceiling, so she'll probably really like a fire. Um, <laughs> so what I would do is I'd prop open the door, and Bear would go outside. He liked going outside, and then I'd go and find Winnie, unless the fire was in between me and her, and then you know I'd throw a rock at the window or something, and hopefully she jumps out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i i you mean you can't pick it, up bear easily we from the vet yesterday 93 pounds at 10 months old so <laughs> he's got to get out on his own he, yeah. he's a big boy yeah let's put a saddle on him and ride him out of the fire <laughs> when he would feel right at home yeah. yes finally back to my beginnings <laughs> Isn't there a meme with a cat like with the arms up and the fires going behind that's them? That's Elmo. Oh, that's Elmo. Yep. That's right. Never mind. When he would probably start the fire, then she'd be sitting outside the house. She'd be the like that. Like, yes. She'd be like that little girl meme where she's like looking back at the camera while there's a big fire in the background. Yeah. I never liked that paint color anyway. <laughs> And um, just so we can all get a sense of your humor, what is your favorite video on the internet? <laughs> um, I've never heard him laugh as hard as <laughs> when I showed him this video. There's the one, uh, there, the, the, I think it's a golden retriever. I've watched it a lot. It's like a big fat lab. Yeah, and the dog farts. Really loud. And then the guy pans over to the cat sitting on like a bookshelf and it just pukes. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible way to that's exactly what happens the dog farts and then the cat pukes pretty sure like the dog pooped himself and then the cat just is like Bleh! <laughs> he giggles so oh that's fantastic can't say i've seen that oh amber will find it and send it to you yeah i'll have to post it on the page or something too after this goes up oh it's that sounds about like your text it's... me last night yeah it's very similar to our household. Yeah, I texted Becca last night. Um, so I said, <laughs> I cried because someone mentioned our podcast a couple of times in a woman in egg um, Facebook group. So thank you if you guys are listening to this. If you mentioned our podcast on a podcast recommendation thing, that made me cry. It was very sweet. Um, and I said, it's fine. My pets aren't judging me. And she said, Becca said, eh, Winnie probably is. Which led me to Winnie was sitting on our bay window the other night and she started gagging because she gets a lot of hairballs. So Bear ran over to the window and he sat like underneath it and he waited for her to puke so he could eat it like a soft serve machine. So Winnie's puking and here's Bear just licking it up off the floor. It's disgusting. I just, I think it's great that you didn't have to clean it up. Yeah, I was... I was impressed, but just a little disgusted. Like it's a really funny story, but that reflects so poorly on us <laughs> as human beings. <laughs> I mean, it happened like immediately, so I couldn't have even. That's that's our life. You could have stopped it. <laughs> I could have stopped it. It's fine. Do you ever put Vaseline on her paws? On her paws? Yeah, it helps with hairballs. Like on the top of her paw? 
Yeah, and then she'll like lick it off. Now, does that work? Yeah. Just dip the damn thing in Vaseline. She's all hair. <clears throat> Ew, that would be nasty. Yeah, Google it. It uh, I don't know. I don't remember what it is about it, but if they have a lot of hairballs of Vaseline licking it, it helps them. I know. We I'm tried not- that with the walls. Whoever suggested that to get horses to stop biting their stalls. <laughs> we still have Vaseline on our walls from the dog. Our gray walls have orange splotches because it sunk into the paint. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, You'll have it. To put Vaseline on our walls. <laughs> all right. Should we, uh, are we done with questions? Is that it? That's all the questions no, I have. It's fine by me. Do you have, do you have anything else to say, Dan? Not really. Do, do, uh, should I? No, just said it's an honor to be here. That'd be cool, but <laughs> that you like us or something. <laughs> All right, so let's just turn this over to someone that actually does like us and read a review. How's that sound? Sounds great. So this one is from our Facebook page. It's from Ellen, and it says, "Thank you, Becca and Amber. She's the best." Thank you, Becca and Amber, for a little dose of girl time each week. The only downside is having got all caught up is that now I have to wait another week for, wait all week for another episode. Well, you're going to be let down this week, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, maybe just skip this week, Ellen. <laughs> and then get us, there goes your girl time. <laughs> oh, that's sweet, though. Thank you. Yes, thanks, Ellen. If you would like to leave us a review... Head on over to Apple Podcasts if you have it. Leave us a rating and a review there. Otherwise, you can head over to our Facebook page and leave us a review. We love reading them. Clearly, Dan doesn't. (laughs) Are we boring you? No. Don't you have pictures of Winnie to look at? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So... Uh, if you like us more than Dan likes us, please leave us a review. Share us with your friends. Spread the word. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? It's all from Family Guy. (laughs) And on that note, we are going to go home. (laughs) We were at the I'm gonna go to bed. Is what I'm Everybody gonna do. Everybody had matching towels. It's a B fifty two song. I know. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next week. Bye. Say bye. Toodles. <laughs>